0: Hello and thank you for joining us. This is What Counts by Trailblazer Consulting. In this podcast, we highlight proven solutions that we have developed through our experience working with companies across various industries. And we talk about how you can apply them to your company. We're here to share our experience to solve information management challenges. We do not tackle the flavor of the day. We talk more about tried and true practices that actually work. This is Lee. And in this episode, Maura and I will talk about establishing a roadmap for implementation activities for an information governance program.
1: Thanks, Lee. Hi, this is Maura. And starting off, we're talking about a roadmap. And roadmap is one of those words you hear a lot in a lot of different contexts. Um, Software companies use them to talk about their new releases, new features they're going to add. Of course, there's the very traditional use of the word roadmap, an actual map to get you from A to B. And in our case, we're using the word roadmap in a sort of analogous way. This is the high-level view of how do we get from where we are at the end of the current state assessment, looking at all the findings that we have, to where we want to get to. And where we want to go is what the visioning session helped us figure out. So if you listen to our episode around the visioning session, you know that we we brought together, we would bring together leaders from across the company to explore risk tolerance and priorities based on the infinite possibilities that you have in terms of starting into an information governance program. So just to step back a minute, You did an assessment. We spent a lot of time talking about how to do an assessment. Coming out of the assessment, you found key strengths, key weaknesses, risks, opportunities for improvement. You took that to the visioning session. You got input from the leadership in your company. And out of that, you have a set of priorities that you want to tackle. But you can't do everything at once. First of all, you can't do everything at once because you don't have all the time and money in the world second, you really can't do everything at once because you have to always remember at the basis of everything you're doing in the world of information management is information management is about behavior. It's about how your employees interact with the information that they need to do their jobs. And people get tired when you just throw a bunch of changes at them all at once. You also can't just, you know, stop the bus clean everything out and put a whole new set of systems and processes in place because your business has to keep running. You have to keep doing what you do every day. You can't just shut it down and start over again. So all of that leads us to, you need a plan. And it's going to be a multi-year plan. And the roadmap is a framework that we use to track all that's going on. And how are we moving forward and how much progress are we making? So you don't get lost in it. You don't get lost on the way to your vision. And you have some stops along the way. You know that if you make it this far, you've made a difference and you're stable. You can keep going. You can, you don't have to immediately rush through all of the initiatives, all of the ideas before it before you get any value out of it. There's a lot of reasons for that, and in the upcoming episodes, we're going to talk through how we develop and use roadmaps, and some of the key things we're going to talk about are how to organize and name initiatives, how to group those initiatives into phases over time, how to break each phase into projects, and how to build business cases. You might end up building a business case for the whole thing at a high level at the beginning so that everybody has a sense of, okay, it's three years and it's going to cost us $4 million in capital and a run rate of an additional 800,000 in OPEX once we get settled. You might do that at a high level so people know what they're getting into. But at each phase, for each initiative, for each project, you're probably going to have to redo the business case and refine it. And each time you refine it, it gets more robust it gives you more information and it gives everybody a better understanding of exactly what they're spending money on and exactly what they expect to get out of it so that's just a preview of some upcoming episodes about roadmap today i want to talk about the initiatives
0: yeah let me just jump in there more before you take off i heard everything you said and i agree with it and i wanted to jump in with facts or facts right you did your analysis as you were talking about you found something within your organization but probably you found a lot more than just something people are using email as filing systems. People have records, non-records in their email. There's unstructured data that is just everywhere, including third party uh, repositories outside of your organization. There's all these workarounds that you, you found is shadow repositories and so forth. And so the facts are facts. Which one do you pick first? Where do you go with it? And and that's what creates the initiatives that I know we're going to jump into next.
1: That's a great segue, Lee. So how do, what does an initiative mean? What I like to think of as an initiative is it's something that people can kind of get their arms around. It's a concept. It might have, it will have more than one hardcore, you know, concrete project in it. It will have multiple steps, but it's a concept that people can understand. So I think in one of our earlier episodes, we talked about the idea of being paperless and that people often say that we want to we have a paperless initiative. We also that's kind of morphed a little bit into a digitization initiative. You, have, you sometimes in different organizations will have a person who's been put in charge of going digital And what does that mean? That could mean anything or nothing. So, I want to get a little more concrete. I like to get a little more concrete in our initiatives. So, for instance, we just mentioned the idea of people using email as a file cabinet. So, email management, really taking control of email and then moving beyond email management to kind of what are the implications from a process perspective for me, that's a great initiative because you start with the idea that email is a terrible filing cabinet. It's got all sorts of issues related to it. It's a risk from a litigation perspective. It's a a problem from a performance and reliability perspective once you get mailboxes that are really huge. And it gives people this false sense of security that they know where they can find information when in fact, they're just depending on keyword searches and and some you know really basic sorting by sender or recipient or date that doesn't really give them a very good view into their information at all. But it's easy. It's easy to use email every day. And it is a way that a lot of business process gets taken care of. So if you were we're scoping out an email initiative, we might start with let's implement a tool to hold those emails that are records and come next. Let's train people on how to tell if an email is a record or not a record. Then we can go through that. We can train people. We can help them move their records over into uh, this tool, into this more safe location. Third step. Okay, let's start getting rid of email on a regular basis. Let's implement an automated roll-off. And even if you start that roll-off at something like six or nine months, which doesn't, which is a long time, it's still the idea that email is not going to be there forever and you're getting people used to it. So you've taught them how to identify records, you've helped them put them in a safe place, and you've stopped, you kind of cut the dependence on email being there all the time. So you you're making progress. Then you can go from there to, okay, the reason we were using email in the first place is business processes need some help. So your email initiative is focused on email and it gives you a good springboard to a business process review initiative and looking at which business processes in your organization are heavily dependent on email and looking and trying to understand why is that because They don't have a good enterprise system that supports that. Is it because there's too many silos in the organization and too many handoffs? We don't know, but that's a second initiative. So if you see, you take your your risks and your priorities that came out of your findings and your visioning session, and you start making them into, okay, how can we change things and what are, and what are the logical groupings to change things? So in your roadmap, you just start describing these initiatives at a high level, like I just did here. Now we also use the information governance framework, the Trailblazer information design framework that we've talked about, I think in an earlier episode, that includes six major areas, governance and infrastructure being the top and the bottom kind of the hold it all together and the foundation and then policy process, data content and applications being the pillars. We do like to split our roadmap across those six things so that you take the initiative, you describe it, and then you say, how does this initiative help us in each of these areas? What do we need to do from a governance perspective around email management? What do we do from a policy perspective around email management? So you're just starting to fill in the details for each initiative. And you can have a handful of initiatives. Typically we see somewhere between five and 10. 10 is a lot. Five might be too few, but five, six, seven, that's a good number because your next step is going to be thinking about how quickly do you want to make these changes? How big are they? How many years is this going to take? And I think it will take years to get through all of it, but you can certainly make progress in the first year. So, I'm gonna stop there because I could go on for a while about the next step, which is phases, but I'm gonna save that for the next episode. So
0: initiatives. Yep. Today initiatives, I yes, yeah, <laughs> totally appreciate that. And I'll tell you right now, doing this roadmap getting these things on on paper is going to make accounting and finance happy. It's going to make the IT department happy because they have to not only buy into it, but they have to see what the budgeting looks like. They have to see where the capital resources are going to go or whether they could put it in capital or whether it's OPEX. Um, Those are things that are important that are going to go out over the three to five year span as well.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. The roadmap ends up being, a really good tool for communication and consensus building. So you started building budgeting. that consensus and budgeting. <laughs> yes, and budgeting the practical side. Okay, <laughs> that's important too. But if you don't get the communication and the consensus, then the budget doesn't get you as far as you want. Very true. So, yes. um, so we started on that consensus building with the visioning. Actually, you started on that consensus building months ago when you started your assessment and you gathered your champions and you slowly built up the idea that we're all in this together and we need to work together on this and that we're going to solve our problems, not just your problems, but collectively, these are the company's issues. And collectively, we're deciding which ones are more important or which ones are more urgent and have to be addressed first. So the roadmap is the first time that we put it all down on paper, like you said, Lee, so that everybody can see it, agree with it, and then we can build on it and start executing against it. It's a really powerful tool. And it's typically one PowerPoint slide.
0: I totally agree. I was just going to add that if you're an organization that fosters silos, which is okay, this is a good way to, again, set up the priorities within those groups. If you're an organization that wants to break down silos, this is a good way as well to get all of that out in the open and work on things together. I mean, email is everybody's problem. Let's put it that way.
1: Uh, Yeah. Email is everybody's problem. We can't seem to get away from it, but maybe we will. (laughs) It has only been around for 15 or 20 years and it's this current taking hold of us. I wonder how long it's going to last, but right now we got to deal with it.
0: (laughs) I mean, I think it's going to last for a long time. It's either going to be an email or it's going to be a text message or something more instant, right? It's, what we talked about a long time ago in one of the episodes, it's using the tools appropriately, right? Emails should be used for X, not a repository for records type of thing.
1: So Yeah, you're exactly right. And that's a good place, I think, for us to end today. Not to go diving down the email rabbit hole again. <laughs>
0: I'm good with that, too. If you have any questions, please send us an email at info at trailblazer.us.com. That's info at trailblazer.us.com. Reach out to our website, which is trailblazer.us.com. Thank you for listening and please tune in to the next episode. Thank you.